0: Have you seen this? Because if you have, you owe Warren Beatty $3.
1: seen this
2: the world's only podcast about obscure overlooked and misbegotten media
1: all discussions will be spoiler heavy
2: you have
0: been warned it's dick tracy from
2: 1991
1: 91 was it 91 90 90 right. yeah the,
2: the, the end credit said uh mm uh x c no 1990, when they should have known better.
0: Or no, it was a time it was of the, not, not knowing any better. It was the opposite of that. It was there was the time when, like, we got to jump on this shit. Batman has just come out. It's made a billion dollars.
2: Let's try it again. We need another Batman, but let's not go with the gothic thing. It's played out. All the shadows and darkness and, and boring grayness. Let's let let's paint with every color of the wind. And And also, let's not use any of those
0: characters that people are familiar with. <laughs> And know the dynamics between.
1: In fact, let's <laughs> we'll, we'll use, fill it in. <laughs> let's use intellectual property that will only be remembered by people who are 80 years old.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect movie for parents or grandparents to take their kids to.
0: This is, it's, it's been remarked before, but that that uh, Batman, Tim Burton's Batman success caused the studios to go into a flurry of copycatting. But they didn't make more superhero movies. They decided what the public wanted was more nineteen thirties. Pulp Always heroes true. from all media, which is how we got this and the Shadow, the movie,
1: and the Rocketeer,
0: and the Phantom, starring Billy Zane. You know, <laughs> I'll take. Kind of mixed, I will mixed literally in there.
1: take all of that over Marvel at this point.
0: It's it's it. They they had their they had their charms, but it was just a weird lesson to take from the success success of Batman, one of like. Like I said, like a really familiar character. Like everybody knows who Batman is and who the Joker is and what their deal is. Does anybody know who the fuck Big Boy Caprice is then or now or ever before? He
2: I had a last name. <laughs> the,
1: he to was me. named that because I, his ass was as big as a Chevy
2: Caprice. <laughs> right. Uh, this movie is a uh, star studded cast. It is uh, wall to wall A listers, which is an amazing get for this movie i think paul you had some insight in how did you how did you encapsulate it
0: oh it's just it's just every dude warren Beatty ever did coke off of like a nude faye dunaway with in the 70s you know they offered her the
1: part of breathless
0: faye dunaway Dunaway. are you serious i'm serious that that's a different movie (laughs)
1: Highly different, yeah. Um, Possib- to-
0: possibly a lot better, but very different. And because- I'm
1: glad that you mentioned the prime mover behind this movie. because Co- Cocaine? Well. Um,
2: this is like Warren Beatty's passion project.
1: It really is because, as I was telling you guys before baby. we start recording, um, he's held the rights since 1985, and every 10 years or so he puts out a weird perfunctory... Cable TV special so he can continue to hold on to the rights. I assume at this point because he's coming up on 90 that I don't know if he's going to leave the rights to Dick Tracy, to Annette and the kids. He's going to take them to his
2: grave. He's going
0: to leave them to Charlie Corsmo, wherever he may be,
1: wherever he may be. (laughs) Shouts out, Charlie. But um, yeah, this is really um, a Warren Beatty driven project. Uh, At the time, he actually owed Warner's a movie about Howard Hughes um, (laughs) that did appear eventually. Probably, I would imagine it's going to be his last film. That was uh, 2018's Rules Don't Apply, which came out and sank without a trace. Taking with it Alden Ehrenreich, unfortunately.
0: Wow, I've never even he- heard of that. Did yeah, he play me. young Howard Hughes or something?
1: No, it's a... Uh, I think Beatty is it plays an older Hughes and okay. uh, Alden Ehrenreich and some chick are the young lovers. The story revolves around... Weird. Like I said, without a trace. That is,
0: that is a movie that does not exist. That's um, amazing.
1: But it's kind of representative of the way that Beatty tended to work. Um... Very interesting guy. (laughs) Um, Not just a pretty face, but also a weird, like, kind of obsessive control freak kind of a filmmaker. Um, He tended to gestate projects for a long time. Uh, The Howard Hughes project, obviously, was many years in the making. Um, Like I said, he owed that film to Warner Brothers in... Back in the 80s, but he decided he really wanted to fucking do Dick Tracy. And in fact, he acquired the rights in 1985, and Martin Scorsese was originally interested in directing.
2: That would have also been a different movie.
1: <laughs> right. Wow. And um, a
2: lot of
0: different versions of this in my head
2: now. And that Warren Bates' a turn to get through all of them before he hits the big 100. <laughs> yeah,
1: and tellingly, um, Scorsese said that he left because Warren wouldn't give him Final Cut, which is not at all surprising
0: yeah yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to imagine Warren Beatty letting someone else direct him period I think I'm mostly familiar with his movies that he directs himself in I don't think I've seen very
2: many of his other
1: and in fact we've covered two of them on the show our very first episode was well actually that was Elaine May but That, um, that was
2: Beatty directing by proxy
1: yeah thank you you Exactly read my mind. Yeah, we talked about Ishtar in the first episode of this show, oh, and we yeah. also talked about Bulworth uh, with oh. your friend and mine, Sean.
0: That's that's a good that's a good get. Yeah, speaking of good gets, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, a um, fitting, that's a fitting topic. We'll link those, but yeah. So you can't say that Beatty hasn't made some good pictures. He's also made some astonishing miscalculations. He yeah. has
2: his vision, and he's going to execute it one way or another, whether the audience is on board with it or not.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of it is he is a genuinely charming man who can kind of talk people into doing things. Yeah, that's how you get him. to be Warren Beatty. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how you talk Madonna into doing your movie and you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's how you talk <laughs> Madonna into yeah, all the things that she did.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah... um, I think this was your suggestion, Paul, cuz you were happy to talk about another cartoon movie.
0: Well, yeah, well, yeah, because we we brought it up when I did the Speed Racer episode. We were talking about other movies that have this crazy neon aesthetic to them and this was one of the ones that uh that jumped to my mind. Be- just-, it, just another another movie that does not look like any other movie before or since and tried some wild shit and some of it works and some of it is just strange and it yeah it's very it's very hard to describe the way this movie looks uh without resorting to sort of like you ever been to you ever been to toontown in disneyland <laughs> like the
2: <laughs> it, it has kind of a um, jello aesthetic i want to say
0: <laughs>
2: yes A kind
0: of Great British Bake Off contrasting icing colors thing going on.
2: Right, yeah. Uh, Toontown aesthetic is is apt. It's like um, if you're doing Speed Racer, but it's all analog still. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's
1: an interesting contrast to, to Speed Racer because that's a movie that's pure digital this one is still optical effects and, like, it's drawn from a comic strip. And, in fact, Beatty's idea was to stick to primary colors. Like, the only colors that you would have been able to print at the time that Dick Tracy was popular.
2: Which is also how, uh, you know, Superman got his color palette and also why Watchmen, a deconstruction of uh, hero uh, comic strip tropes, is all using secondary colors. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i didn't even think about that
0: this alan
1: moore kid he's really going places yeah
2: he
0: he knows a few things about a few things (laughs) Uh,
2: i will go to bat for him i don't care what anyone else says
1: oh a million percent like i'm like i I, I think alan
2: Moore is a good comic author
1: (laughs) well it's funny because and this is a little pet peeve of mine i think alan moore at this point might be one of the most misunderstood authors of all time
0: Oh yeah, I can go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan Moore, who's been writing about how like superheroes are fascism for you know thirty <laughs> years, and people think he's he's you know,
2: but like the good kind of fascism. What yeah. do you really yeah. root for, right? Yeah, people like-
0: people think he's he's like just pro the whole thing.
3: It's yeah, the
1: other day on uh, on Twitter, I literally saw people talking about how cool Rorschach was and how he was. Self evidently the hero, and Alan Moore intended you to see Rorschach as the hero
2: of watching, certainly in his own mind. Yeah, so. mm.
1: mm-hmm. yeah. well, so, yeah,
2: I know. Perhaps Alan Moore's magic just needs a, a little more work because it's clearly not going over on the audience.
1: His magic needs an extra K, right? right. Um, but from one uh comic book vision to another, um, this. Movie amazed me when I first, when it f- started, because I was like, oh my God, it is literally a comic strip. Like, not just the aesthetic, but also the fact that each scene is a comic panel.
0: Yes. They they're went-
1: short, they're punchy, they blaze right by you.
0: It, it moves It moves very fast yeah. for, for like... It- it 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 moves and it jumps around like a seventies movie, like a, like a sort of you know sort of what am I trying to say? When punk, editing punk got rock, really risky, punk rock new wavy movie, like it it just it just really yeah, it just really goes so so fast and doesn't. To, to the point where it's maybe sometimes a little hard to tell what's going
2: on.
1: Does it matter? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: right. Well, it's, it does have that same uh, DNA with Speed Racer where it's like, uh, just as Speed Racers, we're going to do the most Speed Racer movie that has ever speed raced. <laughs> we're going to do the most Dick Tracy movie that has ever Dick Tracy. Traced a dick. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, this scene is three panels long and then we're moving on.
1: <laughs> is it dick tracing when you trace your penis and you make a little turkey out of it?
0: I <laughs> uh, what you is it when to, you should
2: go to the doctor if it looks if it looks like a turkey? <laughs> right. Well, what is it when you press it on the driver's side window?
1: The reason you got arrested?
2: <laughs> uh, arrested, not convicted. Thank you very much. It He's was free. performance art. Free Timmy. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um <laughs> there's a lot lot going on i mean you you
0: guys neither of you guys had ever seen this before
3: no
2: No, this is the first time for me. because yeah because between the reviews and madonna how does she keep showing up on this podcast like a bad penny this is like the third because she's been in so
1: many fucking atrocious movies (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah,
3: well yeah yeah ask and answered
0: bad this is this is probably i don't know the best movie she's ever been in right we should have Sean on for evita it's probably the best movie i've ever seen her in i've never seen evita maybe and why why would i oh that's the musical, uh, that's, that's why that's a good
1: point. And smart woman. Um, she was, in fact, dating Warren Beatty at the time in a relationship which was probably mostly transactional for you don't both say. of those people. <laughs> um and he offered her the part, and not only did she take the part of Breathless, but she also negotiated a part of the gross and she got paid big time off of the soundtrack because there were two soundtracks to this movie. I want to say there's the Mm -hmm. um, there's the score. And then there's the uh, I'm breathless Madonna album with songs by fucking Steven Sondheim.
3: What would I know him
0: from? That also has Vogue on it, right? That's the album that Vogue is on. (laughs) Am I making that up? Mm, Because there's some songs that are from the movie and some songs that are just Madonna doing.
1: That's a Sean question. Our resident Madonna expert. Shouts know. out, Sean. We should
0: have we should have got him on speakerphone before we started doing this. <laughs> so but.
2: Sondheim, what would I know him from?
0: <laughs> I don't actually, I don't, I don't actually know because I know you're not a musicals guy, so I don't even know how much you actually know about that's putting like, who, who he is or what what the deal is with him. But um,
1: Sweeney Todd,
0: keep going. Yeah,
1: that's my favorite.
0: Pass. I mean, I did. I didn't know when I was thirteen and I saw this movie. What a Bizarrely huge deal it was for Steven Sondheim to contribute songs to any movie, let alone this movie.
1: Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea how Beatty swung that. It's, I honestly, don't. it's
0: crazy. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the of some equivalent that that like Tim would understand. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: uh <laughs> just me like pushing crayons around in a corner like i'm ch- i want to explain it to the boy
3: <laughs> how do- <laughs> no, oh, don't tim, draw on that oh he's eating paste
2: again
0: yeah, yeah paul putting, is putting there that.
1: some kind of parallel you could draw uh to like there might be giants or something
2: <laughs> i listen to more than one band i didn't for half my life but i do now
1: <laughs> tim listens to five whole bands i
2: do like yes
1: uh, Depeche Mode.
2: Yep, New Order, Pink Ministry. Floyd, Avalanches. There, five.
1: There you go. Yeah. Well, sorry, he's hopeless, Paul.
0: God, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Imagine. Imagine if Pink Floyd, in the middle of everything else they were doing, uh, contributed five original songs to "The Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory," <laughs> and maybe you've got <laughs> maybe you've got some idea of the the the.
1: Bigness Com- combo,
0: yeah, yeah. The the bizarre. Uh, it's a Brisky
2: point, but like, there's like, a candy yeah. bar tie-in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, if Quaker Oats produced a Brisky point. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this
0: movie. First of all, when you think of a Dick Tracy movie, you don't think, well, who's doing the songs? <laughs>
1: it's
3: right, not,
0: not a thing. Dick Tracy has ever been known for, uh, and the fact that they decided to have songs and that they got. The greatest composer in the history of musical American musical theater to write them is mind boggling. And I think, I think it's for people who who like musical theater and like Sondheim, I think this movie is an amazing discovery if they don't know about it and they stumble upon it.
2: Well, it really is an indication of just the amount of pull that, however, he managed it, Warren, Warren Beatty was able to. Uh, muster for this not just Sondheim but again like if everybody yeah
0: every level of production is just like wh- what el- What? What else has v- Vittorio Storaro been the DP on I want to say like Co- some of Coppola's movies or yeah. something and I, I'm, bl- I'm blanking but he's like a big deal
1: Streets of Fire no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> The
0: Warriors uh,
1: <laughs> um, yeah Vittorio Storaro as a cinematographer um incredible incredible costumes, incredible production design. Um the
2: makeup. This, yeah. This, yeah, the this, makeup this, is insane. This
0: was a this was a level of makeup effects that was not being done really anywhere at this time. It was like so many, so many characters with so much they had they had they had just an entire warehouse of people churning out, you know, flat top ears. <laughs> In mass quantities. Yeah, and
1: like every other person in this movie just looks like a piece of chewed gum.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. And it took Madonna like another thirty years to match that aesthetic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's partially foam rubber. Yeah, at this she had that
0: installed under her skin.
2: It's different. Oh, okay. Um. Uh yeah, but the the, the cast, um because I had forgotten ninety percent of the cast. Um, Warren Beatty and Madonna I remembered, and the rest I'm like I couldn't tell you who the villain was. The villain is, of course, Al Pacino under about eighty pounds of prosthetic makeup and foam padding.
1: Yeah, I think they stuck uh, Charlie Corso like under his coat to make that. He big does. Old he looks like hump. he
0: looks like he's wearing another man, <laughs> another smaller man.
1: They put a big Kardashian his- ass on him.
2: Yeah, oh, what a... Yeah, oh, they did, didn't they? What yeah. an amazing prosthetic.
0: Give them, they gave him a humpback and a booty. It was a weird combo.
1: And this was before booties were really acceptable in our culture. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is, more importantly, this predates Scent of a Woman, which people point to as the, like, when Pacino went off the rails and he just kind of became a caricature of Al Pacino. This is that role.
0: This is. This is definitely the the inflection point yeah yeah, because i i I feel like i feel like he felt free to go fucking bananas in this movie because he was so buried under makeup and if not you have you have to go big to get a performance out through that much foam latex
2: in the first place and And he never dialed it back no no he was like
0: oh i love this i'm gonna do this every time I get to shout. I get to uh, talk
1: over people. They gave I me... Spit when I talk. A great ass! Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> a few, uh, as it turns out.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, one thing that is really remarkable about this film is, yeah, there are lots of incredibly huge incandescent stars in it. I mean, I think Madonna was kind of at peak icon status at this point. You know, obviously Sondheim, who was... Like the You know just the, the top Of musical theater Interestingly Beatty was kind of on the decline At this point because mm-hmm. don't forget mm-hmm. This was the movie that followed Ishtar <laughs> And it is A testament to his Ambition that he was able To get this Made and it's It, in it the was way, no the way half measure out. That's for sure No I and It was such a massive investment. And, you know, like Paul mentioned, like, this was on the heels of Batman, which was just such a tremendous worldwide hit that studios were just like, okay, like, we got to go all in on these fucking tentpole movies. But this was a huge, huge, huge investment for Disney because not only was there... And it's, it's really crazy that this movie had like a $36 million budget. Like, I can't imagine what something like this would cost today. <laughs> um, but they You would have s-
2: one less united artist after making another movie like this.
1: Yeah, but um, <laughs> they sunk millions and millions of dollars into promoting it because they felt like they kind of had to have a hit.
2: I, re- I
0: remember at the time, I remember this being one of those movies where just the merch was fucking everywhere. Was, yes. There was just T-shirts and T-shirts and T-shirts and fucking bath towels and hats. And <laughs> just fucking everything they could slap the logo on, they did. They went. They, they, it was the Batman model. Like Batman did the exact same thing, just soaked the pop culture in its merchandise and promotional imagery
3: to, yes. the, to
0: the point where no one didn't know this movie was coming out.
3: Yeah, uh,
1: remember the monoculture? <laughs> that was a wild time. Very
0: slightly. But yeah, th- I think I think this movie only got greenlit because of Batman. I think that that put it over the hump because they were understandably like, is anyone going to want to see this? What is what is this? Who is right, this for?
2: Because up until that point Batman was Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, well, if they can make a successful movie out of this Adam West yep. Batman bullshit,
0: and i think i think part there's also watching this again i was struck by how the aesthetic falls almost right between tim burton's batman and who framed roger rabbit (laughs) that's perfectly described yes like really right in the middle of that that level of noir cartooniness noir tuniness. uh (laughs) <laughs> That's the word, and, yeah, yeah, and, and it was just, yeah, it was just something that was like in the air at the time, and we, we were we were talking about while we were watching it about how a bunch of shit from Dick Tracy and Hoover and Roger Rabbit ended up in Disney MGM Studios, yeah, the theme park that opened around this time
2: because it I, does look like a theme park movie. It
0: really, it really does. It's, yeah, all the all the like like cities backlot sets that they that are clearly like. City Backlot sets they had lying around that they slapped crazy coats of paint all over to
2: turn them into Dick Tracy buildings. Yeah, just neon poster paint on, yeah, on everything. Yeah,
1: yeah, and um, I will say, though, this movie gets the edge over Roger Rabbit because I didn't feel just incredibly weary watching it.
2: Well, that's you, then. That,
0: that's, oh, wow, this is a gen problem I had not heard about. Is, I, you're not a fan of
2: Roger Rabbit? I don't know. Are you? A, are you okay? <laughs> I <no>, I. <I've... laughs> Roger... Jen has no place for for joy in her heart. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that is untrue. Um, it's
1: not. I
2: know you. Uh,
1: the the thing with Roger Rabbit is that it's a movie that I can only appreciate at a distance, like in an intellectual way, because obviously it's a tremendous achievement, and I understand. Yes, this is a movie about a really fucking annoying cartoon rabbit. <laughs> So, of right. course, he's going to be, like, fucking grating. That doesn't mean that I want to watch him.
2: There are other things in the movie. Yeah, right, but gotta, by that
1: go. time, I've become incredibly tired, and I've turned it off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so you weren't turned on by the cartoon woman in the dress. Speaking, right, of car-
0: speaking of cartoon women in dresses, uh, <laughs> as, I, as I kept saying while we were watching this, this movie is rated PG, and there's just... A lot of nipples.
1: There are there yeah, are full on nipples a in a fucking Touchstone Pictures movie. Touchstone Pictures under the umbrella of Disney.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, Madonna's behind, titties are right there. They're
2: behind a a sheer blouse. That's good enough for Instagram.
0: Yeah. God bless you, Warren.
2: Yeah. There's there's just Madonna titties and
0: there's uh, a number of like. Bullet, Riddled corpses. <laughs> well, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say it v- violence.
3: But, yeah, the, but and also, it
0: also yeah,
3: some it, it of does the, have uh, a
2: third act that does seem pulled from uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Another like just like you know what what fuck it, we're
0: just doing that again. Yeah. We're just gonna but you know what, we're gonna do it four times in a row. We got more cars yeah, than we had we, for that <laughs> one. We're gonna just go for it. But yeah yeah, yeah what was the one? Well yeah it's like thing, Roger Rabbit she's... by
1: way way of the Blues Brothers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You no, know, it was the the thing the thing Madonna said at one uh, one of the times where she shows up in a skimpy outfit to sexually molest Dick Tracy. She, yeah. was
2: Is like, it what? the time when she uh, drapes her ass across his desk, or
0: I don't know? I well, it's when it's when um, or when she comes to visit. And it's he's when he for thinks. Ice cream. It's when he thinks she's Tess bringing ice cream back from the grocery store. It's what kind of ice cream we got? Fresh peach. Better eat it right away. It's starting to run a little. And Tim just goes,
2: "Wow." <laughs> Wow. Like yeah. that is a single entendre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is no <laughs> there is
0: no buried meaning there. <laughs> it's kind of just st- sticking right out through uh you know her shirt. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a wild amount of, of sex for a PG. Movie. It, it's
2: it's more on the nose than the um uh than the tense silken flaps from uh <laughs> the silent flute. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's definitely got the most silken of tents, right, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, also, there are weird parallels between this and Body of Evidence.
2: Right, yeah. Which and we
1: covered on the show recently. Um, it pretty much ends like Body of Evidence, as Tim pointed out.
2: Right, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they kill off Madonna's character so the hero can go back to his neglected redhead.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. It's uh, In this movie, it's Glenn Henley, and um, Body of Evidence, it was Julianne Moore. Right, yeah. So. And Willem Dafoe could have just played a Dick Tracy character without makeup. It should be said.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, similar to uh, William Forsythe. Like they're just like, just give us more William Forsythe.
1: <laughs> yeah, and cool. then they were like, Charles Durning. That's perfect. Henry Silva. Perfect. Don't put a scrap of foam rubber on him. Yeah, he just looks like that.
2: Yeah, because yeah, when you look up each of these guys, you'd be like, oh, it's that guy.
1: Yes. They didn't
0: yeah, they didn't have to do much to
2: Henry Silva. They did right. a little bit, but, yeah. but but yeah, it's mostly just, just Henry Silva's they, weird skull They they, they skull just face. reused
1: his makeup from the Manchurian candidate.
2: <laughs> they did kind of um I mean, it was sort of a uh Garbage Pail Kids aesthetic for all the villains. Yeah.
1: Abilities. Flat top is like right out of the Garbage Pail Kids.
2: Yeah. So
0: I, I like the the beginning of the movie when um, the, the uh, little face and the brow and shoulders <laughs> and a couple of other guys are playing are playing cards and Flattop drives in and kills them all and and the cops call Tracy like nobody knows who these guys are these nobody these guys are unbelievably distinctive <laughs> they all they all have super specific looks and nicknames based on those looks. you don't know who no one's ever heard of little face. No, well no how yes. would you identify him?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's Charlie Kirk I, <laughs> no,
0: no, no one else no, little no one, face from YouTube If there was if there was a, a crime boss in LA who was known for having a tiny face the size of a chin <laughs> in the middle of a giant head, I think people would people would know who he was. People would be aware but his head wouldn't yeah.
1: fit in the camera frame though.
0: That, that that makeup is so wild. You'll you, uh, you'll notice the shots of Little Face. He doesn't actually say anything because I think the makeup was too cumbersome for him to actually talk. <laughs> he just had that giant head that he could that he had to just balance <laughs> while the camera was on him. Um, yeah, I had I had God, I had a one of those like how they made the movie sort of sort of picture books about this thing uh, when it came out. And it was—I I don't know what age range this book was aimed at, but it went into pretty incredible detail about all this—the stuff that they that they did or tried to do. And uh there's it, some working
2: effects artists who like will cite that as an inspiration. I'm sure
0: it's got some—it's got some rad stuff in it. And it's yeah, like we said, it's all—it's all practical. It's one of the very last of the all practical effects movies. And um.
1: Remember matte paintings, because they I were, do. They
0: were pretty cool. They 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 still are occasionally a thing, but not anything like this. No, it just uh, it just doesn't happen. I also watched The Sting recently. And I love that, The Sting. That that, that that there were a lot of things about this that remind me of that in some ways.
1: Beatty uh, and Redford hated each other, by the way. Really? <laughs> yes.
2: Well, they're because I'm sure they're they're competing for turf. Yeah, it seemed like by turf. Do you mean uh, Madonna? Right.
1: Uh, <laughs> or maybe they just wanted to kiss real bad. <laughs>
2: yeah, you wish.
0: <laughs> have you guys? Have you guys ever heard the story about Robert Redford trying trying to get the Dustin Hoffman part in The Graduate? Oh, he was one. he was yeah. up for that apparently. Yeah, and
1: then um,
0: Mike Nichols asked him, yes. what do you what do you do when you strike out with a girl?" And Robert Redford did not know what he was talking. He was about. like, what, "What do you mean?" Yeah, I <laughs> did uh, when I. Like when I ask a girl to have sex with me she just does it no matter what what's the right, problem yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why um,
2: the, surely that doesn't have is this a fantasy picture you're talking about
1: <laughs> there's a whole bit in Indecent Proposal where he's like explaining to me more like Why he is like the way he is. And he's like, yeah, I saw I saw a beautiful girl on the subway, but I was just too shy to talk to her. And I was like, shut the fuck up. You're Robert Redford. (laughs) You would
0: would have been fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like she would have assaulted you.
2: (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, I know you're, you know, a believable actor, but I don't believe this. I got to Yeah. I got
0: to assume Robert Redford and Warren Beatty were just trying to be the same guy for so long. Like it's exactly the same lane. It's like yeah. super babe 70s guy
2: who wants to direct
1: and also who loves liberal democrat politics.
2: Yeah. Right, which is ironic because this movie is about a villain forming a union. <laughs> and it just
1: Wow! Wow, yeah. Warren! Right. Wow!
0: Yeah. Or, organizing, wow. you know,
2: collective bargaining.
1: How far we'd come since Reds.
2: Right. Yeah. Just and just in, in fact, you know, he kills off uh, James Con's character for not uh, for crossing the picket line, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah. Saying
2: we're going to have organized crime, not this disorganized bullshit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it very. I, that that was completely lost on me when I first saw this because I didn't know who any of these guys were, and I didn't understand what what a big deal it was that they were all in one movie together. But, yeah, but it's it's very funny that they got James Cohn to be the one guy that Big Boy definitely executes. Uh, yeah, it's like you've, you've, you've yeah. Big, big, well, big boy definitely h- executes one one star of The Godfather and one star of Goodfellas. Yeah,
2: <laughs> because oh, Paul Servino yeah. was yeah. the the big cheese, and then yeah. he gets taken out pretty early on in the yeah, movie. Yeah, Paul
1: Servino played a, I think Mick Jagger.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. So or he, maybe lips were his defining and I don't. I don't think he was an alcoholic.
1: Yeah, he loved oysters, though. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> oh right, yeah. So we've got. Uh, Al Pacino, James Caan, uh, Paul Cervino, um and Madonna, whatever. Charles Durning. Charles Durning. Um,
0: Seymour uh, Cassell from Rushmore, who I pointed out as
3: the other
1: guy. Oh, right, right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Uh,
2: character actor William Forsythe. On and on and on.
1: Dustin fucking Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, yeah, right. And in fact, right after Ishtar... Like, it didn't hit me until I watched this. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. The most patient friend.
0: Like, the next movie. Yeah,
1: like, he must love Warren Beatty or something. And apparently a lot of people love Warren Beatty. Like, even... And uh, I have to give a shout-out to Peter Biskin for his biography of Warren Beatty uh, called Star. Um, Very readable, just like his book, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls. Um, And the portrait he draws of Warren Beatty is of a very charming man who also drives a lot of people around him fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, people like Buck Henry were Just like, I will sure never fucking like. work with him ever again. He's obsessive. He can't make up his mind. Um, the, uh, Bo Goldman, the screenwriter on this, who is not credited. In fact, uh, they kind of dicked him out of his credit, funnily enough, because he wanted the writing credit. And
3: uh, okay. Goldman's story
1: is that uh, Warren didn't actually write any of this but he damn sure wanted to be there while goldman was writing which is kind of weird because writing is usually kind of a, a solitary process <laughs> yeah it's like
2: well yeah let me help let me help you write this. someone standing
0: over you telling you what to write is not usually yeah and that was pretty much how it go. went
1: and so there was like quite a bit of bitterness and also like a really protracted and frustrating kind of screenwriting process because it's like, yeah, you know, go over to Warren's house and write with him. And Goldman's story is that Warren really didn't write anything, but you don't say he didn't, he didn't get the credit for the work that he did on. Uh, and I forget the names of the screen, the screenwriters that credited on this, but uh, he was hired for like a page one rewrite basically. And, did not get credit for it. Blech. Yeah.
2: Well, I hope he got paid anyway.
1: I believe he got paid, but he could have got paid a fuck of a lot more if he had gotten that precious running credit. In fact, it went all the way to the Writers Guild, and they decided against him, which kind of fucking sucks. So.
2: Right. I mean, I can understand it being in a situation where you take, you know, a bigger payout in lieu <laughs> right. of credit.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it was like a healthy amount of money, but it's nothing like, you know the millions that Madonna made off of her pieces of this film.
2: That's true. Yeah.
1: But you know, she's a smart cookie. She gets what she wants.
0: I mean, yeah. If, if Madonna is nothing else, she has always been a business woman. Right. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> she, she didn't, she didn't take, take this movie on because she loved the character. <laughs> right. <laughs> like couldn't wait to be in a Dick
2: Tracy movie.
1: <laughs> well, it's such a richly nuanced character too. Woman who is horny.
2: <laughs> I, hey, who else would you cast? Well, woman who is
0: horny but also is secretly running a vast business behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, wow,
1: it's she, uh, yeah, yeah, just again, like real life? life. Yeah,
0: breathless actually has kind of kind of startling supervillain infrastructure going on. uh Oh, do- oh
2: we got a we got All a we got right. a dog
0: emergency. Hold on. A second. Uh,
2: I f- I forget that dog really loves Madonna. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the spoilers dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Puppy dog. <laughs> Hi, buddy.
2: Oh, so angry.
1: Hey, Moosey. Have to take him for a walk or mm-hmm. Oh, little dog opinions. <laughs> Just well, there.
2: he really liked the color palette of the movie. He's like, I really like all the brown and green and everything. Good use of gray. <laughs>
1: uh, so we were talking about, first we were speaking about dogs, but before that we were speaking about Madonna.
2: We are talking about bitches.
1: Yeah, we were talking <laughs> about holes, ladies right. and gentlemen. Yeah,
0: Madonna is in, in this movie really just uh, just a vehicle for some costumes, just being Madonna. Just, just wow. Just Madonnaing it up. Just kind of showing up and stand doing the best kind of standing around <laughs> wearing skin tight outfits you ever did see.
1: I mean, and I You're joked about the way like, a
0: person does.
1: I joked about it being kind of a one dimensional character, but you were right about having her having like an incredible supervillain arc.
0: Yeah, because she's the blank. She the whole time. She's yes. the she's the um, shadowy figure who's who tells Mandy Patinkin what to do. <laughs> Which, Which I, is a
2: weird a weird. Uh, it's like, we already, for- we already work together. Like, you just tell me.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they're already singer and piano player. She's got to have this other whole identity uh, to go along with that.
1: I got to say, though, as soon as I saw this was like a, a, a no-faced disguised person with like an altered voice, I was like, oh, it's breathless. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz she sounds like the mysterious bounty hunter in Return of the Jedi.
0: <laughs> she really, I never noticed that before you pointed it out during this this watch but she absolutely has. You mean the the bush disguised Leia.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Breathless has a thermal detonator. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and she's got a pet wookiee. Right, yeah. In her pants. <laughs> Is that what
2: she's calling it? um oh geez there is a a,
0: take a lot of notes tim
2: there's a video of vogel fry that i cannot find on reddit that would illustrate the (laughs) madonna voice in this uh Uh,
0: yeah yeah she's yeah yeah it's it's one of those things it's like it's like the joker in the dark knight it's like wow you've got a lot of you got a lot of shit set up (laughs) just ready to go
2: (laughs) yeah <laughs> it all happens behind the scenes it's all done in how the did,
0: edit you, yeah you, where do you find the time you're rehearsing <laughs> constantly with al pacino who's your choreographer for some reason
1: yeah and he takes uh he takes lounge acts very seriously <laughs> he's in really movie.
0: intense about yeah. getting the chorus girls moves just right
1: like a frustrated musical director <laughs>
0: <laughs> right yeah the, the, yeah, we were all laughing our asses off at that whole section where he's dancing along with the chorus girls as they're rehearsing. they rehearsing more, and he's just this little <laughs> capering hunchback following along with them and sort of singing along, but just yell, mostly just yelling. It's, it's yeah. so weird. And
1: it's a very, it's a very funny scene. Um, it's one that Madonna complained about later because she didn't like the way Pacino was basically like for real smacking her around. Yeah. yeah. Um and. Method. I mean, you
2: think should be used to that after method shit. Well,
1: yeah, she, like I, you know, like I said while we're watching it, she was like, "Well, Lisa's not as much of an asshole as Sean." Yeah, see. But I, uh, but now that we've all had a laugh about domestic violence, um, <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: hey. the other
1: thing about that scene is that Warren Beatty was a director who was famous for demanding take after take after take after take, and indeed, in that scene. He requested take after take after take after take and then finally Madonna just like broke down and he was like, okay, good. That's perfect.
0: (laughs) We did it. Yeah. I did what I set out to do. You know, we. I'm a 70s director. Actresses need to be tricked. Yes. The only way to get them to do anything.
1: They must be manipulated and punished at all times for their womanly ways. I hope Glenn Hedley did okay on this movie.
0: She seems like she didn't have a lot of like you know we got to abuse this woman (laughs) until she (laughs) delivers this performance
1: well of course because she's not playing the part of the whore
0: she's playing she's playing the secret tough cookie um
1: the good girl
0: i i I like her gets more
2: characterization than she does
1: i mean she has
0: it's weird because because a lot of her her dialogue as written is like sassy tough chick dialogue but glenn headley plays it in this 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 Sort of diaphanous way, <laughs> which is like,
1: hello, hi. Yeah, um, and I would think you this... like a broken arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think this is a. Um...
2: She needs more like that Bugs Bunny Brooklyn kind of accent. Well, I think <laughs> it's, you, it's buy it more.
1: of an era in which um, women tone themselves down a lot.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: Madonna was really toned down in this.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's a 1990 version of a comic strip, but. Um, I think it's something that you, and I know I've I've heard this said about like, um, like friends talking about their moms, like, you know, like she, the way that, you know, she just talks in this like little mousy voice, you know, so she doesn't like offend anybody, you know, <laughs> but she still gets what she wants mm-hmm. somehow, but almost has to do it like via subterfuge, because you can't just come out and say it like... You know, that'll scare That'll scare
0: your man away. Yeah, it can. Okay, I brought you a juicy
2: peach for you to dig in. That'll (laughs)
0: scare him straight back into Madonna's vagina. And nobody wants that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and interestingly, um, originally, uh, Tess Trueheart, Dick Tracy's girlfriend, was played by Sean Young. And there are a couple different stories about why Sean Young wasn't on the picture anymore. Um, you can
0: guess how those stories went, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. go ahead. You can make some educated
1: guesses. Well, uh, the story that uh, Warren Beatty tells is that uh, he was reading with Sean Young to find someone to play the part of the kid that would.
2: <laughs> oh, wait. No, Sorry, you guys. you're telling it wrong. Start
3: over. I guess. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, he's just doing his job, (laughs) his dog job.
2: Yes, dog with job.
1: Right. So, as I was saying, uh, the way that, the way that Sean Young, the way that Warren Beatty tells it, is he was reading with Sean Young for yes, oh, dog opinions. (laughs) Just want to make
2: sure we get that.
1: I'm, I'm such a sucker for, like, dogs sniffing microphones. It's just so funny to me. <laughs> right. Oh, sleepy boy. Yeah. Folks, I wish you could see this fucking dog because he's so cute. Maybe you
0: guys can link a picture of him in the episode yes. so everyone can know what my dog looks like. Yeah, we'll get it. And that he's a nice boy.
1: We'll get his head shot. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, grunt pup. <laughs> um, right, Shania. so... Uh, Warren Beatty was reading with Sean Young to cast the part of the kid uh, which would eventually go to Charlie Cosmo but um, I guess they were working with some young actor and Sean Young supposedly turns to Warren Beatty and is just like this kid like sucks like he's just no good and blah blah and then <laughs> Beatty's like oh like this is terrible like we need an actress who like likes children and blah 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 now the way Sean Young tells it is Warren Beatty tried to fuck her and she turned him down
0: Mm-hmm. Which one of these is more
2: plausible? Do you think?
1: I, honestly, I feel. Uh, yeah,
2: I can't even. Couldn't even tell you.
0: I feel like <laughs> toss I, up.
1: It's 50 It's fifty fifty. I don't know. And I it will could say, be both. I will go on the record. I love Sean Young. She's my problematic fave. I hope she's doing okay wherever she is. Um.
2: She is your basic pleasure model.
0: She had a. She had a. She had a rough go. She yeah. had a Rough time.
1: She seems like she had problems, and um, you know, I love. So There are certain women who have capital P problems that I just love.
2: Identify with.
1: May, perhaps, <laughs> yes. Um, Aspire to. Sean, hope you're doing okay wherever you are. Um, but suffice to say, Sean Young was out. Glenn Headley was in. And, you know, she does a fine job.
0: Sean Young, again, different movie. Very different Very movie. Very different. Hard to, yeah. <laughs> imagine I mean, this movie with Sean Young and Faye Dunaway in those oh. roles <laughs> <laughs> facing off. That's that'd be just terrifying to be on that set when both of them were there at once. Can you fucking imagine?
1: Not to mention, um man, like Like I could see Tess pulling a knife on someone
2: when Sean Young is playing that.
1: <laughs> and the thing is about like Faye Dunaway makes Sean Young look chill and normal. <laughs> so yeah.
2: It's like, that's how you threaten a set, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still love the story about um, Faye Dunaway on the set of Chinatown when uh, Polanski wouldn't let her out of a car. Oh, right. To go to yeah. the bathroom and she threw a cup of piss in his face.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's justified. That's I know. Gr- I'm like, I got
1: to say this on this one. I'm Team Faye.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, I got her back for uh, uh, plucking the hairs out. <laughs> plucking her hairs
1: out.
0: I like her in. Thomas Crown Affair when she plays Pierce Brosnan's therapist who just ends up like laughing in his face (laughs) at the predicament he's gotten himself into.
1: Also, uh, Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty and Bonnie and Clyde, like one of the hottest movie couples of all time.
2: Right. Yeah. What happened to them? I've still never seen that.
1: Oh, you should see that. It's good.
0: It's a gap. They're beautiful in it. I need to fill in.
1: Uh, You can see why the movie was such a huge hit. Oh, uh, this movie also has a Bonnie and Clyde alumnus, um, Michael J. Pollard.
0: Oh, yes. As uh, I think his name is actually Bug.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're not subtle names from the original source. He's
0: he's in charge of the bug that they put in Big Boy's uh, Mm -hmm. meeting room. And
2: and it's on a wire that's about four feet long.
0: It's a microphone the size of a volleyball yeah. that they have tucked up in a lighting fixture. And uh, of course, you can tell Michael J. Pollard's job is listening because he's got giant foam rubber ears.
1: I literally. Huge ears. I literally thought that character was going to be called Ears or something. I, yeah.
3: <laughs> the listener.
0: <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Uh,
2: Keep in mind, too, that this is like uh, early days of comics when. Um, you know, the character styling was more uh, interpretive, more overt. Um, this is before, like, even when, um, I think, like, um, like tearing the pirates, like that Milton Kniff style, it was more realistic and less cartoonish.
1: Oh, Tim just wanted the chance to bring up Milton Caniff. Yeah. We get it, Tim. Yeah. (laughs) No, but yeah, yeah, like like
0: the Will Eisner style where, like, if a character's tough, they should look like a bulldog, and if they're sly, they should look like a kitty cat. Right. Things like that. Yeah. And and the Dick Tracy villains just take it all the way to, like, everybody has a crazy physical (laughs) deformity that is somehow related to uh this this the shit that they do.
1: Yeah, everyone yeah. looks like they crawled out of a reactor. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> like they just like they just like the dude in Robocop who gets the top <laughs> waste dumped all over him. Except they're just walking around like that and wearing fedoras over it yes. over their lumps and yeah. uh, and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, and it's not it's not even like you said, it's not even just the criminals. It's like they're a few other ran- random people yeah. like there's the the cop who comes to pick up Paul Sorvino at the beginning is wearing like just this crazy slab faced <laughs> pounds uh, of makeup yeah, yeah prosthetic makeup that makes him look like a monster and there's a there's a one of the reporters has like a ridiculous like Shylock hook nose <laughs> it's just coming like two <laughs> inches off of his face
1: I think one of the reporters is John Shuck too yes That's funny yeah Oh, and uh, Cole Mani is a police officer in the background.
2: Typecast again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kathy Kathy Bates in a tiny role as a stenographer yes. who can't make out what Dustin Hoffman is saying. That's like her entire <laughs> role is to look confused at what Dustin Hoffman is saying.
1: Oh, and uh, Mary Warrenov is the lady from the orphanage.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you want, you know, a a cruel-looking shrew of a woman, <laughs> Mary Warrenov. Call great. up Tim. I, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's my that's my type. <laughs> No, I love Mary Warrenov. I think what, she's great. What else has she been? Rock and roll high school. In? Uh she was in um House of the Devil when she was older. Right. Um let me get my phone. Didn't out. she work with Warhol? Yeah. Yeah, she's um oh. Hey
1: Siri <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we got a fourth mic.
2: Uh
1: Let's all just watch the dog sleep. Which I'm trying to see if the
0: dog is snoring so I can hold up the mic and get him. I don't think he's actually asleep yet. We'll let you you know, folks. Folks at home. The dog snores. The dog snores. You'll you'll be the first to know.
1: Reggie snores too.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of other... Well, there's a lot of other stuff about this movie. I, I, I didn't mention it while we were watching it because it would have been even more distracting than everything else about the movie that is already distracting. But I remember... Reading that, all the colors have meanings, like very specific things that they they mean when they show up. Like red is danger, mm-hmm. uh, yellow is like light Dick and Tracy. righteousness, um, blue is like the night secrets. Uh, what is
2: green? Because we've because there have been scenes of a of someone sitting in a diner where it's like they just painted this wall green. No light is that green. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I I mean that, that that's that's low key one of the amazing things about the movie is the way the colors are as saturated as they are. Like with well, the first shot you see of Dick Tracy is like through that window as he's getting ready to go out. Uh, is you see him? You see him standing in front of a red door in his yellow coat. And then he opens the door and the light goes off and suddenly he is a black silhouette against a green wall. <laughs> like happens instantaneously. That is that is... We're using every color, folks. Shockingly hard to do. Yes. In, in a way that, that doesn't look disastrous and weird when you're using colors that bright right next to each other. And they talk. They talk about trying to like. Can we put? Can we make the road purple, but the the, the puddles red? Can we do that? <laughs> and and it, they manage to do a lot of that. They pull off a lot of that sort of thing. And some sometimes the the, the supposed meanings of the colors get a little muddled. But like
2: muddled colors, look. you don't say.
0: Uh,
1: well, it's no. I know who killed me.
2: Right. Yeah. Red <laughs> and blue. Wow. I, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that this might have the same issue that Speed Racer did, where it's like, yeah, you, you use color quite effectively. To what end? <laughs> There's a lot. There's just a lot of it. Just, yeah. <laughs> All the time. We're, we're using every color.
1: I do love that Sunday comic strip palette, though. I think it really, yeah. and the, the, I really can't emphasize enough, like, how much I was like, oh my God, this movie is. They did it. They put a comic strip on the screen.
2: It's a faithful adaptation, in the same way that Speed Racer was, for and better or worse, it's up to you.
1: Oh, we're boring the dog. I'm, I'm
2: trying my best.
0: I don't know if my picked that up, but my, my dog <laughs> is my dog is snoring right next to Tim right now. It's yeah. very judgmental. <laughs> oh, mean, he he Mary Warnock's
2: so well. been in other things. I just can't. Think of the ones that stuck out to me. But I'd like her as an actor.
1: Tim's been thinking about Mary Warnoff for the last ten minutes.
2: <laughs> I have been,
0: yes. Oh, uh, can we talk about one of my one, one of the things that I another thing I did not realize was a huge casting coup for this movie, which is just Mandy Patinkin. Yes. As, as a minor as character. Eighty eight Keys, the piano player who's like not exactly the biggest part in the movie, but his first name is
1: 14. He's very racist. <laughs>
2: Why 88 keys? Yeah, he,
0: get, he, gets, a, he gets a song. He get, the, one of the weirdest musical contrasts in the entire movie is him doing a duet with Madonna. And, and he uh, can hit higher, higher notes.
1: notes than Madonna. <laughs> believe you me. Um, for all of her gifts, she's never been the strongest vocalist. It hasn't stopped her, no. so
2: I got to yeah, hand I mean, it to her. That's behind, That's beside the point. She, she
0: she does her best, but she talked at the time about how hard these songs were to mm-hmm. do, Just th- how they would have been hard for anyone to do because they are Stephen Sondheim songs and they are pretty fucking complicated when they get going. I yeah, think, I think more is probably the most complicated one. Um, what can you lose is the one she sings with Manny Patinkin, and that's not that one's not crazy, but it is. Also, yeah, it, it, it he does he does blow her out of the water. <laughs> yeah, when it's they're still, singing together,
1: it still boggles my mind that she got her wish to play Evita, which was a role played by singers like Patty Fucking Lupone. Like yeah. the brass gonads on this woman.
0: I've never I've never seen Evita. I can't imagine she does a better job than Patty Lupone.
1: Well, I think Sean has seen it enough times for all three of I'm willing us. Willing to
0: be surprised? Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> We, he's got he's got us covered we
1: don't need to yeah we don't
0: need to get into it
1: Shouts out sean uh
0: but yeah get, getting getting sondheim to write original songs for your movie and getting mandy patinkin to sing some of them that's yeah just just that that's that's just warren Beatty going i fucking love musical theater i'm just gonna put some of it in here <laughs> i don't even know if it goes with dick tracy but we're doing it anyway
1: which is funny because like um he did got like, it
0: we're gonna use
2: it
1: he did like a play in New York in the fifties when he was starting out, a William Inge play, I think. And then he was like, you know what? I don't like the theater. Fuck the theater. I'm going to be a movie star. And he went and did that thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm there you way go. too good looking to not be doing this. So That's exactly goodbye.
1: Right.
2: That's why I got into podcasting.
1: Yeah, we all have faces made for radio, I got a folks. Face face for podcasting.
0: <laughs> I uh, I knew this comic once who who had a joke about about at how Adam Carolla, it's wild that Adam Carolla was a radio personality. He's like, you've heard of people having a face for radio. Adam Carolla has a voice for newspaper.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Adam Carolla, not in this movie, not relevant, but
1: uh,
3: surprisingly, well, under heavy Adam makeup, Carolla is not maybe, in this movie. Yeah.
1: Although you do spot Dr. Drew at one point. <laughs> um, not really but um yeah, uh,
0: no you know i wouldn't be surprised honestly it's almost yeah. like we've been saying some of the faces in this movie that are there and gone in a single shot or yeah are people like cole Meany yeah <laughs> exactly. kathy bates it's like
1: imagine you know, though being the character actor who is tapped to appear in dick Trace and they're like oh no we don't need to put makeup on you <laughs>
2: yeah yeah how do you take that
1: yeah I'd Be well. like,
2: well, I'm Colmini, you know. My face is my product. That's it. Would be a shame to cover it up with uh, prosthetics. Yeah. It's hard.
0: It's hard. To, it's hard to know what kind of prosthetics to put on Dick Van Dyke. They just gave him a. They just gave him a great big cigarette holder, and they were like, "That's enough. That's fine." Because you're
2: rich.
1: <laughs> like, you're rich,
0: rich and evil. Rich, corrupt scumbag DA.
1: Well, that's a tautology, but
0: true. true, true. <laughs> Copaganda, true. Propaganda. What are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, and I. I gotta say that Dick Tracy might be one of the worst cops, even as cops go, because he really just does not give a fuck about there's, the Bill of Rights. There's real, <laughs> there's
0: really a lot of like, yeah, uh, like, just just not really not legal.
1: And I don't know if arrest,
0: arresting and detaining of people and slapping of witnesses around and whatnot,
2: just it, giving them the third degree, and they're like, ah, oh, you Tracy, you know, you better watch out or. Someone might slap you on the wrist.
1: And it's really funny because um, I recall, well, before I saw this movie, um, I'd seen the Angry Video Game Nerd um, bit about the video game a few times. Okay. And um, like a lot of NES games at the time, it was very bad and just kind of, yes. Dog.
2: Weirdly, it had a less colorful palette, a fucking video game.
1: <laughs> yeah, 8-bit, baby. Yeah. Um, You know, a, a game that was, like many of the times, just kind of like rushed out to capitalize the movie and it's not very good or very playable. I've heard of
2: the, these things being done, yeah.
1: And uh, <laughs> one of the points that the angry video game ner- nerd makes is there's a point in the game where he thinks he's collected enough clues to arrest a criminal and in the game they're like oh sorry you don't have enough evidence and i'm like okay in the movie when when does dick tracy give a single fuck about evidence because he doesn't it's just like yeah i'm gonna fucking arrest him right and i mean i know it's comic strip but it's it's just it's funny is what i'm saying
2: i think it's interesting too. the um given that the time that it was made like none of the cops are crooked either like they're all kind of No, the cops are fine. Yeah, they're all <laughs> There's a nothing unified wrong. front. Nothing know. wrong with any of
0: them. They're they're all in the up and up. Right. Just like cops famously were during Prohibition, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Or in LA at the time. Yeah, yeah totally. Um,
0: watching this in LA confidential back to back is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> they're not that far apart in in release date either, which is which is kind of wild.
1: Oh man, I would I would kind of love to see James Elroy's Dick Tracy.
0: Just a double feature. <laughs> Man, so many just breathless Mahoney found chopped in half in a field. <laughs> so, in many so many end bombs. So many. I mean, more black people. Period. Uh, T- true. Oh, yeah. This this movie this is not the most uh, colorful movie
2: in that way. Uh, do you I'd want say. to see a uh, black character in exaggerated um, prosthetics? Though <laughs> from the <30s? laughs> they
3: call them lips.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> <Oof>. oh boy. <laughs> They call them gloves. Or so, yeah. oh, oh, I'm sorry, everybody.
1: It just look, ends up looking like coal black into seven dwarfs.
0: Oh, oh no. Jeez. Why did his eyes turn into dominoes? That's not supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's rough. Uh, yeah, um, it's a
1: case where like maybe a lack of representation is actually a good thing. Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> Would we have wanted to be
2: represented in this particular way? Yeah. Um, well, you know. I, I, I would like to see like a live-action Speedy Gonzalez. Sure. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Well, just wait. Speedy Gonzalez
0: Origins, yeah. starring John Leguizamo.
1: Actually, well, Oof. it would just be the pest. Okay. Oh. Ugh. Um. While well, I was researching, that's
0: offensive are, on a different When are level. they going to reboot the pest? <laughs>
2: Well, once John Leguizamo, you know, once he loses the rights to it, that's
0: is that why he does the Pest TV special every ten
1: years? (laughs) Oh man, like can you imagine and
0: interviews people?
1: He's been living
2: as the Pest that whole time. John Leguizamo actually quite pleasant in real life. It's just he's been doing a character for twenty years.
1: Imagine Ben Mankiewicz interviewing the Pest.
2: (laughs) (laughs) One stinky dinky ah ah ah. there oh
0: god talk about it just a scene that is going to be burned in my brain until the end of time from a movie i haven't seen yeah I've <laughs> i never... haven't seen the pest. i've only seen the opening credits about one hundred and sixty-seven thousand times. times yeah, i
1: can't i can't it's like ted lasso i can't get any further than that
2: right yeah i think like jeffrey jones is like hunts humans for sport and he and his job and is he does to it in the, the movie past. too yeah yeah that's <laughs> perfectly Wait, cast what? There's something with a Jeep with giant speakers in it. (laughs) <laughs> that's it that's all i remember I
0: mean, sounds like a move sounds like a go picture to me man yeah, yeah. i don't pet- think
1: we'll be covering it for the show well, folks you don't I, th-
0: you don't think the pest is a suitable subject for this show i mean
1: i, gotta some, I don't
2: think i can bring myself to watch it I, like, I guess, say, that's, I guess yeah. that's
1: the question there's yeah. some shit even we won't watch that's that's fair that's and well, we, we've watched some dog shit and yeah show. there's like
2: four episodes you can hear it in my voice where i'm just like why, why are we still doing this <laughs>
1: yeah why do i have to watch these the, movies the episodes where i tied tim to a chair and made him watch the movie and he's just, an episode he's about just it. sitting there like
0: i should have had i should have had a family why I, <laughs> why, do, why is this my life that was uh, tim
1: watching a- true stories <laughs> oh I
2: like, yeah i like true stories
1: i like it that's, too but that's tim did not Tim's, that's which is Tim's fair problem.
2: it's too far on the spectrum for me it's that it uh, that's that's true
1: it is that is, is, uh, that, that. is
2: the, uh,
0: that is a very that is that is a movie that knows the names of all the dinosaurs <laughs> but can't but can't make <laughs> eye contact with you
1: check out our true stories episode folks yep. cuz um, yes it is a movie for those on the spectrum made for, made by those on the spectrum right yeah um we were speaking of belief
2: no we weren't
1: <laughs> stop lying <laughs> yeah, to I us can't. Tim you Are you gaslighting? Gas, are you me. gaslighting? Where yeah. there is clarity, <laughs> there is no choice, and when there is choice, there is misery. Stop just
2: making nonsense up, Jen.
1: I never make up nonsense, Tim. I just steal it from my favorite movies. Right. Well, <laughs> what is that?
2: What is that
0: one from?
1: Head.
2: No, I've
0: never
1: Great flick. You should check it out.
0: <laughs> I know I sh- I know I should. That's th-
1: Is that what yeah, the you're one about- that Jack
0: Nicholson wrote with yes. the monkeys. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard. You're of it about a vengeance. half a
2: century late recommending that, though. I guess.
1: Much like a lot of the movies we talk about on this show,
2: right?
0: It's too late to save Head for posterity. <laughs> <laughs> re- re- to rehabilitate that reputation.
1: Paul, you should check out our episode on Head.
0: <laughs> I probably should. I, mean, I should check out the movie in the first place. i have um, it's uh, something.
1: Getting back to other relics of the new Hollywood. Warren Beatty,
2: <laughs> right? Um, What's I do... he done lately, Bullworth. Uh
1: Which we did talk about on the show, but I I like Beatty as an actor. He's somewhat limited as an actor. Um, he he's looks... more a
2: movie star than an actor,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. He's never not Warren Beatty. He's like he's like Tom Cruise in that way. He's he, he doesn't he doesn't you can't make Warren Beatty disappear to a role it's thing, just gonna be Warren Beatty every time
1: the thing that I have to hand to Tom Cruise though as much as I'm loath to do it is that every once in a while he will do he will dig down to find an incredible performance like Magnolia or Collateral mm-hmm. um, usually when he plays a bad guy he's more interesting mm-hmm. to me yeah Warren Beatty is incapable of making himself look bad on the screen.
2: It goes against his branding. I mean, yeah. you know, Redford might gain an inch on him if he did.
1: <laughs> right. So um, in a way, like, Dick Tracy is kind of a quintessential Warren Beatty role because he is like a, a one-dimensional good guy.
2: Right. Yeah. He's the only one who isn't like under, you know, pounds of makeup in this. Yeah, he's just a yeah, good guy good who Madonna. is
0: who is maybe horned up for Madonna. A little bit more than he should be but that's i don't only, that's understandable the huh? only thing even vaguely not in his favor and uh tim and i are at least are over here being like yeah i get it right yeah <laughs> <laughs> if i was in that situation i would i would behave in a similar fashion yeah. hell
1: if she crawled that across my be desk over. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah that, That'd that, be a that little scene where she just Bothered. gets up on his desk uh, like Like you said, Jen, like a cat sitting on your laptop to get you to pay attention to it. Meow, pet me.
1: (laughs) I'm poking my butt up in your face. (laughs) Meow, pet this pussy. Yeah. Meow, meow.
2: Yeah, and that she showed him her asshole, too. Just like a cat. (laughs) Yeah, just check it out.
0: That
1: means I like you.
2: (laughs) Oh, that means, yeah, that means she trusts
0: you. That's (laughs) horrible. Unless
2: it's Madonna and just, you know, it's just hello.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just ask Sandra Bernhardt.
0: Yeah, have you guys watched? Is it. Oh, God, is it uh, Truth or Dare? With The movie, it's like the concert doc that follows No, her we around. watched another
2: movie called Truth or Dare, but ever since someone thought we meant the Madonna Truth or Dare, it's been in the back of my head.
1: We haven't even watched uh, Medusa Dare to be Truthful starring Julie Brown. Yeah, I've only sadly. seen the Wayne's
2: World parody.
1: <sighs> um, but no, like I've seen parts of Truth or Dare.
0: Warren, I think Warren Beatty is... In it, yeah, because he, they were seeing each other at the time. Yeah, and he comes and hangs out with her and her, you know, like room full of Vogue dancers, <laughs> whoever she was hanging out with at the time. And he's just like, "I'm Warren Beatty. I'm 55. Hello." So these are I all doing? your what are doing here?
2: Uh, what is happening?
1: These are all your gay best friends. So are,
2: are you are you one of those twinks? <laughs> do you do you twinkle on stage? You were you were fruit. yeah
1: a lot of that well it does say in biskin's book that uh most of Beatty's personal assistants were young gay men because they didn't really have any familial obligations and in fact Mm. when he and bo goldman were working on the script to this movie bo goldman being a married man with six kids every time he had some kind of family obligation like Beatty would actually give him shit about it like to the point of being like, oh, you know, family. That's like some right wing shit, right the there. The old
2: ball and chain.
1: And keeping in mind, um, I guess uh, this was this was pretty much right before Beatty did Bugsy and was tamed by Annette Benning. So,
0: oh um, yeah, that this is this is kind of the last round for Beatty before that, isn't it? And, yeah, it was like.
1: And the movie is interesting in that light because you have a an. You know, I'm taking this out of Biskin's book because, like, he does draw the parallel. You have a man torn between uh, loyalty and feminine faithfulness and sex, basically. Mm -hmm. And he is forming a little de de facto family with Tess and the kid. The kid who literally takes his name. Yeah. Like... He and it's, They
0: get they get married at the yeah, end of the Yeah, he movie. and Dick he Tracy are more married wow.
1: than Dick and <laughs> Tess, which is kind of telling in a way, mm. but there you go.
2: Well it's like Batman and Robin, you know, it's a <laughs> civil partnership.
1: Oh right, like, you know, he adopted a
0: Or like or like Liberace
2: and that dude he tried to adopt
3: <laughs> Scott Thorson. <laughs> or
2: Jeffrey Dahmer and any of his house guests. <laughs> they were his wards, Tim. He <laughs> he he them wards. Wards. Yeah, sorry.
1: Do you think Beatty lobotomized anybody with a Makita? I'm
2: Maybe. I'm sure that uh, if the thought had crossed his mind, he would have
1: attempted it. He'd probably figure out a way to justify it. But right, um, yeah. right. so yeah, this is like Beatty on the cusp of becoming a family man, hmm. which is which is sort of interesting.
2: It's when two Type A's collide, I guess. It's weird. It's weird to think about. It's
0: it's the, the, yeah. This is this is. This is for sure one of those movies where you watch the male and female co-leads and you're like, they were, they were definitely fucking, right? This is. That's called chemistry. This is maybe a little too.
1: Which is weird because I feel like, um, and I don't know if it's just because Madonna is such a fucking terrible actress. I mean, she's like passable in this.
2: (laughs) She's good at talking.
1: Uh, Well, you know. I didn't she, say acting. <laughs> she says dialogue right, on exactly, camera. Yeah. She hits her marks. I think um, that's my
2: assessment from Body of Evidence. Yes,
1: she wears uh, silky garments very mm-hmm. well. Yes. I will give that to her. Um, Hachi machi, but um, it's she. I don't. <laughs> do, feel do you think like
2: Madonna she, would have put out a sex comic strip at the time?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she had Milo Minara to draw it. <laughs> I would read that. Oh my God.
0: I would read Milo Minara's Dick Tracy. That'd be yeah. great.
1: I would read the fuck out of Milo Minara's Dick Tracy. <laughs> wait,
0: Dick, wait, these are two Dick, different women? Why did they Dick have Dick the Tracy's same greatest nemesis, the tit. <laughs> Just a man with a tit for a face.
2: Uh, <laughs> you could put you know put Spider Woman in it. So Minara did that one
3: cover.
1: There you go. All the women have broken spines. Yep. Sexy broken spines, but um, what was the point I was making about? Yeah, I don't, I don't actually don't feel like um, he and Madonna have that much chemistry in the movie because like she's, I mean, she's like she's fire, but maybe it's because again, Beatty being sort of a limited actor, like his expression is mostly befuddlement throughout this movie well
0: what he's what he's having to play is desperately trying not to have sex with this woman immediately in front of everyone (laughs) that's that's like what his character is is that the entire conflict he just kind of looks like his
1: he's trying not to cross his eyes though must keep boner
0: from popping out of top of shirt
1: because the way it That's plays That's why they is, wear the
2: high-waisted pants, yeah. then. Like, yeah. I've
1: actually said before in the show that my read on Sherlock Holmes is that the character is asexual. Like, I'm kind of starting to think that about Dick Tracy. You're like, the reason he's so uncomfortable around these you're. women is because he's actually ace.
2: <laughs> Dick Acey. <laughs> God damn it!
3: <laughs> Get out! It was Get worth out! It for that—that's
2: that's all I'm here for.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I, yeah, I, I personally I put this movie up with with like uh, Brad and Angelina in Mister and Mrs. Smith, and and uh, another this, cartoon this is, movie. This is maybe a slightly more obscure example, but equally obvious. Uh, Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell in The Americans. If you've ever watched that, like they had, they ended up together and. In real life, and they are obviously all over each other on that show, and the, this this is another one of those for me where like the the only like I said the only thing undercutting a little bit is is that what Beatty has to play at every turn is trying to stay away from her. <laughs> Try, trying to just back himself into a corner to keep her boobs from getting on him. Right. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's, well, it's clear he's reluctant to do
2: so. Yeah. Befuddlement does come across though. Just in baby. Just kind of like, what do I do? It, uh, are, are, are we talking what I think we're talking about? <laughs>
0: I'm I'm looking for the double meaning, but there isn't one. You just said, "Wow," you yeah. just said that, and if you're wearing that.
2: That's what you're wearing, and you're looking at me, and I, I, oh shit! And and you're on my desk, but like that's not where. There's a chair over there. I, I, are you trying to tell me something? And <laughs> are you trying to get my attention? And <laughs> yeah.
1: And the thing is, they were they were fucking in real life.
2: So that that's is good my, acting. My point exactly. Yeah. But it doesn't. I, I, don't, I don't
1: know. know. It, maybe other people have a different read on it, but.
2: What do you want from this cartoon, from this comic strip movie, Jen?
1: <laughs> well, I was actually gonna say, like, maybe, um, maybe like Beatty's whole affect is kind of the result of mixing sex into this sexless world. Fucking Dick Tracy, because there, there was no maybe. sexy shit in the comic strip. Yeah, and it's the there. same thing
2: too with you know Batman and his his Ward and it's, you know Dick Tracy and the kid. I mean, because yeah. it is a comic strip aimed at, you know, prepubescent boys. Right. Where it's like, yeah, I'd like to be, I'd like to have a cool role model who I hang out with.
1: If, like, if the greatest thing you can imagine is having a cool watch that you can talk into.
2: Yeah. That is yeah. not a boy who has discovered girls yet.
1: Exactly. <laughs> no. That is, ex- you are I mean, still I've, a couple of years away from realizing that girls have boobs. I, I
0: feel like right.
2: the Dick Tracy comic had
0: like, sexy dames like you know femme fatale noir dames but yeah it was was never really a focus but this movie still has more this movie still has more sex in it than all of the Marvel movies put together
2: that's true too you will not (laughs) find a double entendre that even comes close to some of Madonna's lines in this like
0: Marvel movies are PG-13 and you would think those people reproduce by budding (laughs) compared to the amount of of just even a, moisture, yeah, baking off of Madonna in this movie, yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: Like they all have the feel of Joss Whedon masturbating at you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he he asked uh, that I make maintain eye contact with him as he does it. <laughs>
1: So that actually is kind of refreshing. While
2: he he writes? Right, yeah. Well, writes and masturbates. But I mean, I repeat myself. What's the difference? Yeah, (laughs) like... Thank you, everybody. If
1: if the hottest thing you can imagine is, like, 90-pound women doing, like, kung fu moves... Kung fu moves
2: where they sit on your head.
1: You might be Joss Whedon. But... Back to a more interesting world, the world of Dick Tracy. Like the. The
2: sexed up world of Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah, the, the. Depression era the, comics.
1: It does make it, like, very fun. Like, all the double entendres and the, the, the kind of, like, air of sexuality in, like, a cartoon world. That's one of the things which makes them. I, I found the movie quite enjoyable, in fact.
0: Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know if we've actually gotten to whether we like this movie or not. I like it a lot. I think it is kind of unfairly sort of forgotten, dismissed, whatever. I, I, I get, I get certainly that maybe people don't give a shit about the source material and it's a little hard to get excited about. Like, I don't know. I don't know who these characters are, or why I'm supposed to care. Uh, but it does have, I, I, I love the look. Mm-hmm. I love the, Obviously, slaved over attention to detail and all the costumes and all the designs and everything. I mean, this, this, yeah, this, this is one of those movies that is, that is designed from top to bottom. Like they had, they, 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 they went for such specific stuff. They, they, they cust all the cars are custom. Like they're, they started with actual cars from that era, but sort of, uh, Altered them, them and up. removed removed brand names and recognizable logos or hood ornaments or things to make this, these sort of abstracted comic book cars. at The movie's just full of full of things like that. And I, I'm such a sucker for that kind of sh- that kind of shit. Um, it, it it just. As a as a story, it is a little like I you don't know, I don't know I don't really <laughs> that, I don't really know I don't really know what happened I don't really know
2: what happened I don't really care uh, right It is a slight story and <laughs> yeah it, and it, not to say that it's like simple but it's like ah, you know it's Dick Tracy does Dick Tracy stuff mm-hmm. There's mob things there's Some guys get arrested Tommy guns Yada 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 It's about as
1: deep as you would find on the comic page About
2: three Probably. panels deep you know. yeah. like
1: um with kind of the expectation that. Like, you don't necessarily have to read religiously every single day. Like, they kind of. Right. You'll get the gist. Yeah. They kind of keep it simple enough (laughs) that, like, if you didn't pick up the paper for a week, you could be like, oh, yeah, they're still in this part of the story. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, Mary Worth is still. Spying it's, on her yeah, neighbors or whatever. Yeah, it's real
0: Yeah, there's montages of the gangsters doing well. There's montages of Dick Tracy doing well. There's montages of the kid eating. Yeah, um, and
2: and that's just like months of uh, comic strips.
0: Well, watch, watching, watching it, watching it this time, watching it this time, and and following sort of the development of movies the way that I obsessively have, it it's more apparent than ever that they did not know how to end this thing. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 could not figure it out.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It ends like, more decisively than a lot of Spielberg movies. Yeah, it yeah. ends
2: with a you know a damsel in distress tied to a piece of machinery, and I mean that seems pretty on brand for yeah. comics at the time. Yeah. I guess I
0: guess I'm talking more about the entire sequence before that, where they're raiding the club. Uh. It's like there's just all these all these bad guys who've been who've been in and out of the movie repeatedly and kind of facing off with Dick Tracy and the way they. Dispense with them is having them all load into a series of cars that all drive straight out into gunfire and all die.
2: I wasn't, yeah, I I wasn't exactly sure what the plan was there. They didn't get half a block
0: before dying in a hail of bullets. It's just, it's just uh, like an eight minute scene of continuous Tommy gunfire (laughs) and uh, just cars being dismembered.
1: It's like the automotive version of. A ring of guys and they attack Bruce Lee one at a time.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Bruce- Except
2: Bruce Lee has a Tommy gun. <laughs> <laughs> Those, like, Undefeated in hand-to-hand combat. My
1: man's fists were a Tommy gun.
2: Now yep. I admire Cassius Clay, I do, but he doesn't have a Tommy gun. There we go. Then you eat the banana. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh.
0: Now I'm laughing at that. I can't remember what it's from. It's Monty Python. Next, I eat the banana.
3: Yeah,
2: it's it's self defense. Oh yes. Yeah, he just oh, he's like, just yeah, like come at me with the banana. He's they like, just okay, shoot they him. Shoots him. <laughs>
1: Uh, now scream I, I, saw,
0: <laughs> I saw I saw a, a video on YouTube of what, what parodying those videos of like where like tough guys teach you how to how to fight and like how to how to get out of a yeah. someone's got a gun on you or whatever mm-hmm. and this 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 guy this very tough like marine drill sergeant looking guy says i'm gonna i'm gonna show you what to do if you find yourself in a knife fight and it, and uh, the camera pans over to like his his partner or whatever is like all right let's go and he pulls a knife the camera pans back and the other guy is running away he's, he's like already like 30 feet away. away, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the sprinting
2: far away as fast as he can it's wonderful that is how you get out of a knife fight
1: yeah you certainly don't run into the tommy gunfire
2: Right, yeah. I would ask uh, my dog if he has knife. any
0: thoughts, but my dog doesn't have a thought in his head. Look at him; no. he's an idiot. That's how he stays so young? He doesn't
1: <laughs> have to. He's got his looks.
0: <laughs> no, uh, yep, that's how his skin stays so
2: clear. <laughs> <It
0: doesn't laughs>
1: Tim, what did you think of the movie?
2: Uh, I mean, as I mentioned, like it is a it is a light premise. It's just like, yeah, Dick Tracy does Dick Tracy things. You're pretty much there to see the characters. Dick just
1: sticks around. He's just dicking
3: around. <laughs> dicks around with the Bill of Rights.
2: Uh, yeah, so what they didn't have silver rights in the 30s, dicks around
1: with Dick Van Dyke,
2: right? Yeah, there's, there's some deep dicking in this movie. I've <laughs> had Madonna, um,
1: I've had enough of the puns. Yeah, <laughs> oh, look at that little leggy. <laughs> sorry, we're watching the dog stretch. It's right, yeah.
2: very cute. <laughs> Hello,
1: um, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you, Tim, to look uh, at a dog,
2: right? Yeah, um, yes, yeah, so there's some deep dicking in this um <laughs> dicking around <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's a point where i'm like i don't really know or care what's going on just like some got pushed out a window and i'm like all right um there's a twist at the end that's cool I didn't see that coming but i mean i wasn't really paying attention My daughter turns out to be the other guy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I saw that coming a mile away. And I am not the swiftest movie viewer, but I was like, okay, that's breathless. <laughs> but I said that earlier.
2: Right, yeah, you did. Um, yeah, I was uh I was thinking about all the times I went to the diner and I'm like, I I could go for a slice of key lime pie right now. <laughs> Timmy,
1: it's like the kid. You
0: at right constantly. <laughs> just just pumpkin pie in one hand Yeah jug of milk in the other yeah yeah. there's a give me every shade of jello eating a pork chop with your hands just ripping it to sunder
1: there's a there's a montage of uh tracy and tess with the kid where it's just punctuated by the kids saying uh when do we when do we eat and i'm like oh it's me
3: yeah i know anyone
0: (laughs) who anyone's gonna look at you
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dick I'm Tracy. Trying to think
0: of yeah, what are our, if if we have any final thoughts, but but yeah, yeah, I, I I I'll reiterate, I can't fucking believe you guys hadn't seen this before. I feel like this is such a our age nineties person movie, which you saw whether you wanted to or not. Because I probably it was just couldn't kind of,
1: talk my mom into taking me to, the uh, movie yeah, to see. Yeah, it. yeah I
2: don't. Sense. Yeah, I don't think of what I would have been seeing in in this movie stead. Probably would have just been watching like Predator again. <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with yeah, that yeah. nothing wrong with that i mean i Tim
1: did... was like sorry i'm waiting for free jack
2: right yes
1: <laughs> yeah
2: i saw that on Betamax. i whatever. can afford
0: to see one movie this year and it's going to be free jack yeah
2: um i did see the untouchables like we had that uh like yeah. because we'd have you know like the free weekend of hbo and so we just tape whatever was on and so like i would run that into the ground like i didn't know it was such a <laughs> Fan of David Mamet, but
1: <laughs> you were uh, Brian De Palma. Yeah, I was gonna say mm, you yep, were a 12 yeah. year old who loved De Palma. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> Love De mean, that,
0: yeah, talk about a good Tommy Gun movie. That's one of the better Tommy Gun movies, that's
1: and that movie. has
2: yeah. a great role by uh, what Billy Drago in it, <gasps> Bly yes. from um, uh, oh, yeah. County.
1: Yes, rest in peace, Billy Drago.
2: Yeah, what's, a face what's, made what's, for Dick Tracy. I was gonna say he could yeah. have been in here somewhere very easily. <laughs> If we had some guy who was like his theme was that he was a vampire
0: <laughs> there's pro- yeah there's probably a, we could make we could make a very entertaining list of actors who could have appeared in this movie without makeup <laughs> 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 yeah, Will, Willem Dafoe, Billy Drago was a good uh, Robert Zadar. Ooh, uh, throw Robert Zadar, throw, throw, throw <laughs> Robert Robert Zadar is in a here.
1: Living Dick Tracy character, For real.
0: Well,
2: not anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, rest in peace, King. <laughs> um, that one guy from those Mystery Science Theater Japanese movies with the huge Joe Shishido. Oh, is that his wow. name? Yeah, the cheeks guy. Yes, yeah. from Branded mm. to Kill. Yeah, so, mm. which I didn't realize that 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 is an actual surgical procedure that he had. <laughs> yeah, he had. A, <laughs> those are those are. Implants.
3: Yeah, he <laughs> like,
1: had no
2: wonder they look weird.
1: He had like the Madonna facial surgery like sixty mm, years like ahead of time. way early. Yeah. yeah. He, he was, was a pretty customer
2: number one.
1: <laughs> 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 he was the test subject. Yeah. Uh,
2: Mickey Rourke. Let's throw Mickey
1: Rourke yeah. in the
0: mix. Yeah. Yeah. Present present-day Mickey Rourke, right, obviously. He yeah. probably looked pretty okay back yeah. then. Yeah,
1: at the time he was still gorgeous. Yeah.
0: Mm. But yeah.
2: Steve Buscemi, you think?
0: Steve Buscemi? <laughs> yeah. Um What's his name from the room?
2: Uh,
1: Tommy, Tommy, Wiseau. Tommy
2: Wiseau. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned Sandra Bernhardt earlier. She would fit right oh, in.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You so, could have just transplanted her from uh, Hudson Hawk. <laughs> I got the I got the <laughs> Bunny. Ball ball. <laughs>
2: I love that movie.
1: That's a fun one. Check out our Hudson Hawk episodes. It's right,
2: like episode five or something. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, Dick Tracy. Um I don't know if it's streaming. All right. Uh, no, Paul was kind it, enough to screen it for us. It might
2: be, it might be on Disney Plus. I don't know. Oh, actually, that's right. Actually. And then our next episode Dick Dragon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> our next episode Ricky the Dragon Steamboat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh well,
0: yeah. yeah. In conclusion Dick AC. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> can roll gently into it oh.
0: <laughs> so so gently
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> just another average night for Tim the
0: sound of yeah. the sound of trying to understand dick tracy
1: uh. <laughs> oh. what's to understand it's a stylistic feast for the eyes
2: boy feast my eyes are overstuffed yes
1: that kid liked to feast let me tell you
2: and that kid had an eating Little
0: disorder.
1: Fucker. Yeah.
2: I mean, I know he's a
0: Depression-era waif, but Jesus Christ, like, th- th- have have a shot of him not eating something <laughs> <somewhere>. <laughs> okay, Kids yeah. like
2: eating. What can I say? I
1: pity Dick Tracy and Tess when they get his diagnosis of reactive attachment disorder and he burns down their apartment.
2: <laughs> yeah, and also he has worms. That's why he keeps eating.
1: I got a I got a psychiatric diagnosis. What with all the trauma I've experienced?
2: Yeah, yeah. Used to get beaten in a shack
1: <laughs> by my meat faced guardian. By, by Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nolte an incredible cameo. Nick
0: Nolte after having his face pressed down on a griddle for about an hour or so. Yep. Whatever the He didn't feel was. a
1: goddamn thing.
3: No, no. He 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 prides himself on it. That's how he prepares for every role.